The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, February 1st, and it is Super Bowl week. Joining me now to break down, uh, we're doing this live on YouTube, live on Twitch. If you are um, out and about on Sunday and want to hop in and, and, and watch us uh, podcast, but joining me now to do a props podcast, uh, the managing editor of Sportsline. And CBS's fantasy properties. One of the most powerful individual figures at Viacom CBS and unfortunately a Buffalo Bills fan. RJ White, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I, I don't know about that. Most powerful, one of the most powerful figures. I'm still pretty low on the totem pole, but, but at least I don't have to deal with Brinson on a day to day basis. So that's good. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we are going to break down the Super Bowl betting guide today. It's Monday, February 1st. It is Super Bowl week. Everybody's in Tampa. Debo's in Tampa. Prisco's in Tampa. Jamie Eisenberg's in Tampa. So not many people are in Tampa. A couple of people were there. Um, but uh, in the feed, you can also check out a 45-minute interview with Marcus Allen from guest host, podcast takeover, uh, the first time anybody's ever taken over this podcast ever in the history of the show. Leslie Visser, the great Leslie Visser, uh, joined, uh, took over and interviewed Marcus Allen to so make sure and check that out. Uh, we also have a mailbag that we ran on Saturday coming up. Of course, complete coverage with daily betting pods in the feed. Brady Quinn, a super friend show, shows and much more. So make sure to check that out. We'll be breaking down props and, uh, betting options for the Super Bowl this week. And RJ, it would be foolish for anybody to try to bet on the Super Bowl. You know, and try to actually make money. And it's not splashing around with squares or anything, but to bet on the Super Bowl without first consulting the Sportsline Super Bowl prop guide, right? Yeah, it's this guide we put out. We've been putting it together for weeks. It's, uh, you know, getting the format together. And once they, they set the matchup, we started, you know, grinding on, on trends and research data. And so we put this guide out. It's close to a hundred picks in the guide. Some of them are from our experts, but most are based on that data that we dug up. Um, on, e- on how either each team performs in this prop during the season or how this prop performs in Super Bowl historically. So uh, it's a totally free guide. You don't have to pay anything for it. The link will be in the description for this episode. Um, but you can go to cbsports.com on Monday, probably late in the day, Monday, maybe early Tuesday is when the release will be and you'll be able to find it. We'll put it up everywhere. Um, on the page, we'll sh- on that page that you go to, we'll show you all the props included in the guide, you know, down below with the odds given when, when we did the, the guide, you know, this past week. Uh, but we're not giving any picks in that section. So once the guide is live, you'll be able to sign up on that page to receive it in your inbox. Once you're signed up, we'll email it to you. Like I said, totally free. You're getting about a hundred picks with a lot of good trend and research data in there. I love it, man. That's awesome. Um, and I've gotten a look at the guide, uh, myself. It is fantastic. It is well done. You guys did tremendous work with it. And I highly recommend that everybody go out and check that out because it is the, uh, it is the sort of thing that can alter your ability to win cash on the Super Bowl. Let's, uh, do we dive in on the picks? Find some, uh, find some winners before we do, do that. It. Before we do that, though. I should point out, well, if people are interested in making money on props, uh, you can 
Go join the CBS Sports football props game for your chance to compete for a $1 million jackpot just by making some picks in the big game. Whether you're a diehard fan or just somebody who's interested in watching some football this coming Sunday, you should check it out. That's right, $1 million if you correctly answer all the questions and a guaranteed $50,000 to the winner no matter what. All you can, you can win all that money without risking anything. Just go to cbsports.com slash props. Download or download the CBS Sports app and enter for free. Uh, we will also have the link to RJ, the Sportsline guide in uh, the description. If you like what you see, you can join Sportsline. Go to sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code EDGE and you will get your first month for free. And while you're thinking about things involving the Edge, go check out the Early Edge podcast hosted by uh, Jonathan Coachman, RJ, Larry Hartstein. Watch to do a draw on there, and they've been crushing it in terms of their picks. Um, start with some trends. Any trends worth noting when it comes to the Chiefs? They are one of the worst-performing teams against the spread that we've seen in the Super Bowl in quite some time, which is shocking considering that they're 14-2. and two. Yeah, they're 8-10 and 10 against the spread. It's tied for the second-worst cover percentage ever entering the Super Bowl. And the other two teams with multiple games below 500 were the 97 Packers, the 99 Rams. They both failed to cover. So if you play that trend, look at the Chiefs not covering. Um, but the last team to make the Super Bowl while covering under 500, you know, just in general, besides the multiple games, uh, won outright. That was the 2012 Ravens. So um, even though they haven't been covering, you know, that's uh, that's obviously not indicative of, uh, of what they can do in the Super Bowl. And they're looking to go back-to-back. Teams in that position, it's happened eight times. They're 8-4 and four straight. Up six and six against the spread, so it doesn't really tell you what to do against the spread. Um, but I know you're a fan of Andy Reid off the bye, 26 and five straight up off the bye, 20, 10, 20, 10 and one against the spread off the bye. And if you only look at the Super Bowl games, obviously he's one and one straight up, and then he's two and zero oh against the spread. He covered in both those those Super Bowls off the bye. Mm, that is uh, that is worth knowing that he is covered in both Super Bowls. I was thinking he didn't cover against the uh, against the Patriots. Yeah, that, I think that late touchdown got it, got him there. Oh, that's right. It was like a plus, it was a minus six or seven, I think. And that's right. Ended on and on three. That's right. Um, okay. We'll start with the Chiefs then and look at some of their player props. Uh, just, I would say that it felt like examining at least, you know, tra- the, the three key guys, Travis Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill, and of course, Patrick Mahomes. You can throw in Daryl Williams if you want there as the four guys listed here. Felt like, uh, over for the, for the skill guys and then maybe under for Mahomes was sort of the direction you guys were heading in with these picks. Yeah. One, one key thing about Mahomes, you know, the number we have is a 333 and a half on William Hill. When we did the guy, it was 327. So it's going up. Um, but, uh, the data doesn't really support that. He's top 330 yards in just seven of his 17 games gone under in four straight. He also hasn't top 325 yards in any of his seven career postseason games. So that's great teams that they're playing. Obviously they're in the postseason. Uh, you know, he's, he's playing up to his ability and, uh, he hasn't gone over that total. So sports line simulation has him under 300 yards. So there's a lot of value taking the under, especially with it getting inflated up to 333 right now. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that is a ton of passing yards. I mean, you're asking, and I think, too, you sort of have to get into a game script situation where you end up, like, if the Chiefs are winning this game handily, you know, it could be a shootout, and that, and he could get there. That could obviously happen. Um, the Buccaneers, my only concern about taking the under on Mahomes is that if they get, if they're trailing, and maybe even if they're not trailing, he's just going to be throwing because you can't really run very well against Tampa Bay. So I, that would be my only concern about taking the under on, on Mahomes, on anything Mahomes, that and just getting in front of Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I'm just, you know, looking at it hasn't, it hasn't happened yet for him in the postseason as good as he's played. And it's not like, I mean, he won the MVP last year, so it's not like he's been bad by any means, but he just doesn't throw up a huge total, you know, that would get you to over 333 at this point. Okay. Uh, with, uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, the thing that stood out to me was they both have a pretty expensive price for scoring a touchdown. Hill is minus 160 and Kelsey is minus 162. And yet, the sports line simulation model likes both yeses, even at that heavy juice. Yeah, particularly Tyreek Hill is the one I would look at. He had 15 touchdowns on the year, but just three in his last five games. He had that monster game against the Bucks in his first meeting. Our simulation has him with a 77% chance to score, and you only need 62% at minus 162 to make it a value play. So it's going to need to go up a lot for it not to be a value with that simulation percentage. So if you believe in these simulations and they simulate, you know, the, the matchup 10,000 times and take an average, you know, of, of it, he's scoring a lot more often than not. And, uh, it's still a value at minus 162, even if you have to lay it. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm a little surprised Tyreek Hill's over-unders aren't higher. Six and a half receiving yards, 91 and a half, excuse me, six and a half receptions, 91 and a half receiving yards. I know those are really high in the first place, but like this guy absolutely lit up the bucks the last time out and people will look at that when they're making their bets. And I, I would assume that you'll see a, most of the money on the over worth noting that the over for those receptions juice up to minus 135 and the uh, receiving yards ju- is a, at a 115 number. Yeah, uh, just look at the the what happened in the first meeting. I think a lot of people are expecting. I mean, he went over those totals in what the first quarter. So, uh oh, yeah. it, could, it could it could happen pretty quickly for him. Yeah, he went over yeah, I mean, easily over the totals in the first quarter. He had a 75-yard touchdown and he had two he had like 125 yards worth of touchdowns in the first quarter alone, just touchdowns, which is kind of insane to think about. Uh Kelsey as well. You know, I I know that you know Devin White maybe he'll be lined up on Kelsey. It's just hard to imagine him not picking up a ton of receptions to this game. Yeah, you would think. I mean, simulations, we have them over eight. I know the the, the over under seven and a half is probably going to go up to eight. So if you want to get it, you probably want to be on it early. Um, so uh, there's not a ton of value. I mean, if once it goes up and up and up, the juice for at seven and a half, even though we have a, a simulation of under eight, it's just a steep price to get it. But, you know, he has reached eight receptions in nine of his last 10 games. So you have to think he's probably getting to eight against that defense. Fair enough. Uh, what about some trends for the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, the Bucks are the fifth five seed or worse to make the Super Bowl since that 1978 playoff expansion. In the past three, all won. So it doesn't, it's not really a, a detriment to being a lower seed here, you know, or worse seed here. Brady is six and three straight up in, uh, you know, in the Super Bowls, obviously only four and five against the spread. So he doesn't cover a lot. Uh, but he's 33 and 11 straight up in 22, 20 and one ATS in playoffs all time. And Kansas City won the first meeting between these teams. Winners are just six and seven in Super Bowl rematches from the same season. So Tampa Bay is definitely a live dog in this one. Mm. Do you, do you put stock into that rematch concept or do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't, we, we read too much into what, what's happened, you know, what we have in front of our eyes. And, uh, this is going to be a close matchup. These Tampa's playing much better at this part of the season than they were at that middle point of the season. Obviously they were, they ran through the playoffs here, um, beating the number one seed going on the road every time. Um, so yeah, I think that it, it does have some merit in that they got their best shot from, from Kansas City the first time around. And these teams that have to come back and win the second time around, they kind of know what to expect a little bit here. Okay. Uh, looking at the Buccaneers player props, obviously they're a little bit, you know, you're going to have probably more options or more popular options in terms of Tampa Bay. You have Tom Brady, of course, 296 and a half over under receiving yards and, uh, over under two and a half passing touchdowns. The over on that passing touchdown prop is minus 170. Well, yeah, that's actually under. We had a little, we're, you're looking at a proof copy still. So we're still working on, on it. Sorry, but, my, 
I was yeah, like, that, I was like, that seems high. What's the under juice? Cause I'd love to take the under at plus money at two and a half. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, all right. So you think the under minus 170 there at the, uh, at the, at the two and a half. So, and then Leonard Fournette, you also have Ronald Jones who's involved, Mike Evans, Chris Goblin. Uh, of course, any thoughts on, on those player props and who stands out to you? Yeah, the, let's look at the, uh, the, will they score a touchdown? I mean, I, I've seen some release yes or no. So you can take the no side of them or the yes, or you can just take the any, will they score a touchdown anytime, which is what we, we typically get week in and week out and we talk about. So will Mike Evans score a touchdown? Our Sims have him doing it 52% of the time, which means it's worth playing if you can get a price of minus 108 or better. Right now we're seeing it a plus 120, so that means it's a pretty good value pick. Four touchdowns in his last five games. 15 touchdowns overall for Evans. We know he's the number one red zone option there for uh, Brady and Kansas City's 32nd in red zone stop rate. You know, they let people get in the door. If you get down to the red zone, they're going to give you a touchdown more than any other team. So he just had three catches in the earlier meeting between these teams, but two of them were for touchdowns. So you got to think he's a pretty good shot to get there. He's about 50-50 on, on our Sims, a little bit better than 50-50, but you probably get a better price than that. So he's one to look at. Okay. Um I mean, it's, uh, it's the, the, it's, it, I just think it's interesting to think about, no, like, in, do we think, how much of a factor do you think Antonio Brown is in, in these, and not even in the game, but so much as in, as in the, um, sort of the calculation of these props and, and, and whether there's value in there? I think that he actually has a detriment to, uh, in, to, uh, Chris Godwin's numbers. Um, yeah. you know, will, will Chris Godwin score a touchdown? It's listed at plus 138 for any time touchdown. Definitely one to avoid for our simulations. We only have him scoring at 36%. Um, so that works out to about plus 177 is what you would need on the yes side. So if you can find a no, like I was saying, if you can bet either side, you're probably looking at the no around minus 160 or so. Um, and yeah, that's still a value. If you take it minus 160 on the no, um, Antonio Brown might be getting the looks there. Cameron Bray, you know, uh, or a tight end. It just probably isn't going to be Godwin. Would you be concerned at all about betting the Buccaneers props early in the week? Um, uh, in terms of like, in terms of like whether you, whether or not you want to see whether Antonio Brown is definitely good to go. I, I, I would assume he's going to play with two weeks to prepare, but. Yeah, I think you just assume he's good to go and go from there. I don't think you have to to hold out and try to get your best number because the more people bet into these, the harder it's going to get these numbers. When when we the William Hill started first releasing props early in the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, before their big release on Thursday, you can get better numbers on a lot of these things. And once they they kind of took a, the the temperature of the market, they adjusted some of these a pretty decent amount. So by the oh, time wow. you're looking at it Thursday Thursday Friday, you're like, oh man, I wish I would have gotten on. Like if you like the Mahomes over, you could have got it, you know, six, seven, eight yards less if you did it earlier earlier in the process. So um, it's already moved up that much. Yeah, I mean, we did it for the guy to three twenty eight. I think it moved a tiny bit there. Now it's at three thirty three and a half. When I looked at it earlier today, so it's on the move. That's crazy. And and, and these things will keep moving too as we get closer to the Super Bowl. Obviously. All right, let's take a uh, quick break, and we'll come back and uh, look at some game props, MVP, and I'll ask RJ what he thinks about the only prop that I've bet so far. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, 
used to go as a kid. Wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Okay, so game props. As, as I mentioned, this thing is completely jam full of great information. In fact, you guys have first half odds, a selection on the Buccaneers. The Sportsline, Sportsline has a, a selection anyway. Tampa plus uh, two and a half in the first half, right? Yeah, uh, it's a little bit tough, tougher to gauge that one. Chiefs are tied for fourth in the NFL with a plus 81 point differential in the first half, while the Bucks ranked eighth at plus 50. So you would think maybe Kansas City side, but those two and a half points are key there. Um, Bucks have the far greater edge in the second half. Um, so if you're looking to play the second half and you want to wait on them, that's where you might want to go. Um, they're uh, plus 110 in the second half and that ranks second in the NFL, but more of the scoring tends to happen in the second half of Super Bowls. That's another prop that, that is on offer. Taking the points, I think represents a better value. Um, so it's going to be a close 30 minutes, we think, and being able to uh, get those two and a half points, uh, I think is really going to be key there. Okay. Um, I know, I know there's a pick here for every single quarter. Is there one that you recommend more strongly than the other? Tampa one, Kansas City two and three and Tampa four. Yeah. The, uh, the interesting thing is the Chiefs lead the NFL in, uh, in third quarter point differential at plus 66, while the Bucks lead the NFL in fourth quarter point differential at plus 90. And that's the fourth best mark in a single season since 2000. So the Tampa has really dominated the fourth quarter. So if you're looking at two to play there, I mean, Kansas City in, in quarter three, Tampa in quarter four seems pretty, pretty good. And we've seen Kansas City kind of catch fire in, in quarter two on a lot of these games in the second quarter. So, um, they, they've won in the second quarter far fewer games than the Bucks. Bucks have 13, you know, head to head wins uh versus the Chiefs eight, but the Chiefs second quarter point differential is 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 higher than just speaks speaks to their explosiveness, especially if they get off to a slow start. Yeah, and I think too you can you you can pair Tampa Bay plus two and a half in the first half and Kansas City minus a half in the second quarter and still feel okay. Like and I realize that you could end up posing yourself there because if can't you know you could end up washing them both out. I think there's a decent chance you could manage to hit both of those there. Like Tampa gets a 10 nothing lead and or like you know 13 nothing lead whatever it is and then Kansas City just rips off two quick touchdowns in the second quarter and all of a sudden you know Kansas City's doing what they do and they have a one point lead going into halftime 14-13 or something like that yeah and you're looking at maybe like a 7-6 type of quarter and that gets you the the minus half point you know uh right. minus half point win for Kansas City doesn't do much for you on the first half out of two and a half so you, that's kind of the thing in there yeah uh all right coin toss course oh head selection get out of here what are we doing <laughs> yeah that was me i just had to make a pick T- tails is 29 and 25 so it fails 25 times but but uh long term it's uh it's close to 50 50 i'm not going to say that that it's due you know heads is due because of the uh just because it's 29 and 25 so it hasn't hit four times because every time it's 50 50 so if you can get a 50 50 and you want to bet bet it you know if you can find plus 100 out there go ahead and bet that but minus 101 is decent for odds that, that william hill has so if you really feel like you have to have action you feel that tails never fail it's going to come through go with that but i like the heads just personal Okay. Uh, will uh, the opening kickoff be a touchback? Yes is minus 220. That feels like a lot of juice to lay and you look at it you're like, God, minus 220. But 
I mean, that's a pretty good price, all things considered. Yeah, we last year we I talked about. I think that was one of my top props that I picked. I said the no because you know the teams, uh, the kickoff returners kind of get in the moment and they bring it out of the end zone. Um, and only six of fifty-four Super Bowls in history have begun with a touchback. So that was kind of the thinking there. You're getting a lot of value on the no at plus one ninety. Um, and there's only been two since nineteen ninety-three that 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 uh, have begun with a touchback. But eighty-five percent of Bradley Pinion's kickoffs have, and seventy-five point eight percent of Harrison Butker's kickoffs have resulted in a touchback this season. Those are the top two numbers in the league for those kickoff those uh, kickoff specialists on either side. So a touchback only has to happen about sixty-nine percent of the time to cash. Yes, at minus two twenty, and both those guys are well over that number. So if we think they're just going to kick it out of the back of the end zone, and I think that might happen here, uh, the yes is going to come in. I love the, will there be a score in the first five minutes of the game? And you go with no, because I think betting against scoring in this game gives you a little bit of an edge just because people, it's a Super Bowl. The line is naturally inflated to the over people. The casual fan is going to be rooting for points. It's the Bucks, Tom Brady and, and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You expect points. And there, I think there is a decent chance that there's a feeling out process, uh, for both of these teams. And even if like Kansas City or Tampa Bay gets the ball and marches down the field for a score, I think it's one of those scripted drives that ends up lasting more than five minutes because they want to, you know, again, feeling out process. They're testing what the defense is giving them, et cetera, et cetera. And as uh, you point out, eight of the past 11 Super Bowls have been scoreless five minutes in the game. So that price at minus 110 to me seems like a, uh, a pretty good offering. You've got, you like Tampa Bay to score first. Yeah, Chiefs have scored first in just eight of their 18 games this season, and the Bucks have scored first in 10 of 19, including four of their past five. So that's just kind of looking at the trend data there. I think people would be surprised that, um, you know, taking Tampa Bay over Kansas City, but it's kind of just a value there. It's plus 110 on Tampa Bay, minus 130 Kansas City. It's probably close to a 50-50, so you're just getting value, I think, on Tampa Bay. Okay, oh, no, we get to late game props. Um, this is actually something I bet about my buddy Garrett. I was like, we gotta get this last, last play of the game, a quarterback rush. It has to happen. Yes, uh, minus 150 or so, but you guys like no at plus 125. Yeah, just two of the last nine Super Bowls have ended with a quarterback kneel. And last year, it could have ended. You know, Mahomes had three kneel downs and then with less than a minute remaining, and then he threw that incomplete pass to, to you know, take the rest of the time off the clock and end the game. Um, but that still counts as a, as a, uh, as a no. So um, I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen here, but it just seems like in recent history, you're not getting a lot of kneel downs. So a three-point game, probably going to be close late. Um, so, yeah, I think there's value to the no here. Okay. Um, Garrett will be thrilled. I can't believe that just two of the last nine Super Bowls have ended with a QB kneel. We were texting about it over the weekend. I was sort of running through my head. I was like, surely there's got to be like a bunch of kneel downs just because like even thinking about like the Seahawks Pats where you had that crazy play with, you know, Malcolm Butler, you know, it ended up ending in a kneel down because Russell Wilson, they get, or they, excuse me, uh, Tom Brady, they get a penalty. Tom Brady takes a knee, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think last year's ended with a knee too because Debo lost his prop on over Patrick Mahomes rushing yards, uh, when that happened. No, it didn't, it didn't end in any. That's what I was just saying. And he had three kneel downs and that, that took the, the rushing prop off the board. But then that fourth down, he threw that pass to take the rest of the time off the board. He didn't just kneel down. Who was it? Yes, yeah, so it was like what five, six seconds left, something like that. And he snapped it, rolled out, and threw a long pass that went out of bounds, and that was it. Oh, that's right. I wonder how many of those there have been. Just trying to think if there weren't. Just trying to remember how many, because like surely there was a kneel down in Broncos Seahawks. I don't really remember. Maybe not. I don't know. That's crazy though. That you would think that the kneel down happens all the time, but I guess the team like. No matter what, it's the Super Bowl, so you're not going to quit trying, right? And just give it mm-hmm. up. And, um, and you know, you're going to use all your timeouts, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe there's less of a chance for a kneel down and people walk away. Uh, longest touchdown scored in the game, shortest touchdown scored in the game. Love these. 
the longest touchdown scored over under 44 and a half and the shortest touchdown. Ooh, minus one and a half. Um, under one and a half is minus 170. That will get to minus 250 before the Super Bowl kicks off, I guarantee you. Yeah, there's been a one-yard touchdown in six of the last eight Super Bowls, and the two where there weren't, the prop came close to catching. They had uh, shortest touchdowns at two and three yards. So if it's not getting to one, it's getting to two or three. There's always right around there. Uh, Chiefs only scored six one-yard touchdowns in the regular season, though, but they've had three in the playoffs, and the Bucks have 13 combined between you know regular season and now. So Brady also has five touchdowns of one yard in the playoffs in his career. So it's something that happens with pretty regularity, and I think you're right. People are going to hammer that, and it's going to have to go up. Okay. Um Yeah. I think, I think we, I like, I like both the over and the under in that. Chiefs minus 150 to score the lo- longest touchdown. Pretty self-explanatory. It's Tyree Kill involved. I mean, that's, that's just what it is. I mean, right. Right. The Bucks are tied for the second fewest, um, 50 plus yard touchdowns in the league this year. They had one. They had one on a 98 yard Ronald Jones run, but, uh, the Chiefs have five of at least 50 this season. And yeah, those ones in the earlier matchup, you know, Tyree Kill. So it, uh, that number's tied for fourth most in the league. Uh, Hill is probably, you know, the guy that you look to, but we've seen Nicole Hardman, you know, break long plays as well. Um, and it just seems like there's so much more ability there for the Chiefs to get it. So even at minus 150, it's a pretty good value. Uh, you actually like no for three unanswered scores in this game. That's a little surprising. Yeah, yes is hitting the prop in 17 of the last 25 years. So typically this is one of those props that people we see year after year and you just know to take the yes. Uh, but uh, it's only happened twice in the last five years, including last year. So it's not as regular a thing to happen. And with this being a close game, like we've been saying, you know, three-point game, you saw the the quarters, uh, you know, we expect Tampa to score, outscore um, the, the Chiefs in the first quarter and then the Chiefs the next two and then Tampa three. So there's probably going to be some Tampa scoring in the middle of that two, three, you know, pivot there. Um, so I don't know that they are going to, going to get to three in a row at any point. All right. Breach is going to have some kicking props for us later in the week. Uh, so make sure, of course, to subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, we'll look at some full game props here. Largest lead, 14 and a half. Uh, a little surprised that that's an evenly juiced number either. Because that's a big, 14 and a half is a ton, man. Yeah, we saw it as 13 and a half last year, and I thought that's what the number would be. And they decided because it's a huge total in this game that they'd throw it on the other side and go 14 and a half. But a team's only held a lead of 15 plus points in four of the past 17 Super Bowls. Um, last time it happened was the 2016 Patriots. Uh, but we also see 2013 Seahawks game, the Ravens game in 2012 and the Packers 2010. Prior to that, there wasn't anything since the 2002 Buccaneers win. Uh, so it doesn't happen that often with these two teams. Uh, we think it's going to be a close game. Uh, it, it would be surprising, I think, unless like the Chiefs just run away with it in the second half for this to come in over. So that's why we like the under there. Okay. Uh, two, 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 total sacks under four. Hmm, interesting. It's just Patrick Mahomes evading it, getting out in the run, and Tom Brady getting, getting the ball out quickly, I suppose. Well, it's kind of like it's the right number. The Chiefs games average three and a half sacks per game, while Bucks games average 4.3 sacks per game. So likely his outcome is probably four. So you're just probably worth, worth avoiding that one altogether. Probably a slight lean to the under there just because the Chiefs ones are a little bit, you know, lower in, in their average than the Bucks are, um, you know, around that four. But I don't think there's a lot of value either way. Okay. Um, Punt six and a half under there as well. That's pretty juiced up. Overtime, no. Seven to one is not high enough for me for overtime. Not in- yeah. Well, it was a little bit higher. I think it was ten to one um, early in the week, and then it came down to seven and one. I guess somebody somebody banged a little bit, and then now it's down to seven and one. Uh, and it's only happened once, once in Super Bowl history, as we know it. It had happened for zero times, and we talked about it for a long time, and then it happened that once in Patriots-Falcons. These two teams have played a combined one overtime game all year. Maybe with it being close, it's going to get there, but you know, if you want to make a little money, you're probably going to hit it on a 1-13 to bet on minus 1,300. Okay. 
Uh, the team that scores the last win the game. Yes, minus 190. Seven straight times is his hit? Seven straight and 14 of the past 15 and 20 of the past 22. So, I mean, with a trend like that, just paying minus 190 seems like a pretty good discount to me. So that's why we like to guess there, even though you got to pay up for that juice. Okay. Um, and uh, let's go to MVP. Wait, total match points, odd, even? This was one I liked. I looked into it myself. A line makes it odd, a significant favorite. And I was like, that's kind of weird, you know, that they would have a, a, a strong position on that. But evens not only seven and five in the playoffs this year, but nine and three in the last 12 Super Bowls. So I, I don't know where they're getting the numbers that say odd is a lot more likely than even. I think plus 115 gives you a lot of value on something that, that historically has been coming in more than 50% of the time right now in recent Super Bowl history. So. And really, should kind of, I mean, I know you score in sevens and threes, but like we have a lot more two point conversions in 2021 and, um, we don't expect these teams to kick a lot of field goals. So it's entirely possible that, I mean, like, you know, seven plus seven is a four and three plus three is a six. It's, you know, it's, I, I don't know. Three plus seven is a 10. It just feels like, it, you know, it feels like that should be an even worst case, just minus one ten on both sides. You would think so, but obviously they've looked into their data. It probably, it probably takes some um, season long, you know, entire season numbers and kind of puts that into the, the hopper there, and I would expect odd probably comes out there. But like I was saying, and even it's a little bit smaller sample size, but even's been been hotter in the playoffs and hotter in in those last twelve Super Bowls. So I don't see why you pay the why you avoid the one fifteen there, the plus one fifteen there. It seems like pretty good value. Okay, uh, let's talk MVP. Patrick Mahomes is minus one twenty, the obvious favorite. Tom Brady plus one ninety. I mean, those are the two guys. It's hard. It's pretty hard to write a game script where you have someone other than those two guys winning based like maybe an incredible defensive performance from Devin white or something like that. But I mean, it's pretty hard to imagine, right? Yeah. 10 of the last 14 Super Bowls, it's been a quarterback. The other four half have gone to defensive players. He had two, you know, defensive players uh, in a, in, you know, recent history there. Um, so I think there's an interesting long shot place to be had on that side of the ball. Shaq Barrett is the lowest odds defender at, at 40 to one. And Chris Jones, you remember there was talk about he, he was playing his butt off last year and he, he probably could have won it and they gave it to Mahomes instead. Um, so I think if that carries over and he's having a big game, he's pushing the middle of the pocket and rattling Brady all game. Um, I think there might be more of a, a you know push to get him and uh to kind of make up for last year plus if he's dominating this this year it's like we need to give this guy this award because he just killed these last two super bowls so i think it's 60 to 1 he's a pretty good value but yeah you just take take whatever a team you think is going to win the game and uh put put your bet on the quarterback and that you're probably going to be more likely than that so instead of laying the minus 165 or whatever it is on the money line for the chiefs i mean if yeah. you take mahomes at minus 120 that's a pretty good pretty good uh, discount you're getting there yeah and then i mean yes you're hosed if the chiefs win and you know, I mean, I guess they could give it to Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey. I just don't see that pathway happening. Like, if, if Mahomes is good enough where, like, if Kelsey or Hill have monster game, maybe if Hill does what he did in, in the regular season and has, like, 200 receiving yards and three touchdowns, that might be a different case. But I, I feel like, for the most part, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to have all the stats that those guys have, plus the distribution of everybody else, the possibility of running the football, and it's just hard – as I pointed out, I was on the deep dive pod with um, uh, Andy and, and, and Drew, and I pointed out that people don't realize in these, in the what's happening in the press box when they do the voting for the Super Bowl MVP, it's like there's a group of 25 or 30 guys I think who do the voting, maybe 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 more, maybe it's like up to 50, but they're getting a ballot handed to them like at the start, or they're, maybe the ballots there when they when they get the game, whatever the case may be, or it's being distributed. 
you're making a call in real time while you're trying to get down to the like the to prep to the level to do the interviews. You're trying to get that ballot in. You're also doing your day job, like writing, you know, writing, podcasting, doing whatever it is, taking notes, watching a football game. So this MVP ballot that you're this is to me. I mean, not only are quarterbacks the most valuable, but the fact that when these guys are like, all right, who's what? You know, is the team what team is winning? What team wins the Super Bowl? Who is the quarterback for that Super Bowl? Has he played well? Then yes, then you go with the MVP. I don't think that, like, to me, there's, it's such a limited amount of time that I think it's almost, it's, it's tough to go in a different direction unless there's somebody obvious, like Julian Edelman last, uh, when the Patriots won the last time or, you know, a big defensive performance like the Seahawks over the Broncos. Maybe you can flip that. Um, but for the most part, it's like, all right, was the quarterback good? He gets it. Yeah, that's why you get the 10 out of the 14, you know, the last time. So it's not going to be a running back. Running, the running games aren't going to be a huge factor in this, we don't think. Um, so yeah, you could see, uh, Hill or Kelsey get it. That's why they're the next closest to the quarterbacks, but it's more than likely going to be a quarterback. And if you want to take like a blow, you know, the a position where the Chiefs win in a blowout and the Tampa just has a terrible game, you can look at a defensive player and same vice versa. You know, that's kind of your one long shot if you want to play it. Yeah. I see a bunch of love for Devin White at, uh, He's what's he at William Hill? He is. I thought I had it just here. Uh, is he a hundred to one? Oh man, I'm about to. Yeah. If he's if he's actually they took him. Oh, eighty to one. Excuse me. I don't mind that at eighty to one. Like he's that good. Where I think it could potentially happen, but uh, you know, more than likely, you know, Brady or Mahomes. If you're if you're right. I mean, what would he have to do? But he'd have to score a touchdown for sure in in a fumble return or an interception. But you know, because if he gets to like twenty tackles, they're not going to be like, oh my god, it's a twenty tackle game. We got to give it to him. You know, they're not going to. It's not going to make it that make of an impact. Um. All right. So you think Hill, Kelsey, or Mahomes and Brady, basically? Yeah, I think I think go with a quarterback or you know if you want to take a, a shot on a defensive guy, I think that's the way to go. Like I said, I like Chris Jones at sixty to one. If you want to have fun with a little in lottery ticket investment, hope it hits big. That would be my my one guy I would look at. Okay. Uh, anything else that we didn't cover? What a loaded uh, Chris Jones eighty to one now on William Hill as Debo notes. So that's a that's a pretty good value there. Anything else that we didn't note from this props guide? No, I mean, we went over what, like 12 picks maybe, and you got, you know, close to 75, 80 more. So go and check it out. There's a plenty more that we haven't talked about that you could find in there. Yeah. Wait, are there, are, oh, yeah. So there's a total of 26 pages. Is that right? That's 26 pages. 26 pages, a hunt, like hundreds of props to pick on. It's free to so go to Sportsline. We got the link in this description. Go or go to sportsline.com. Get your prop book. Get ready for the Super Bowl. Gonna win you some money. RJ White, as always, buddy. Thanks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.